Hello and welcome to the second midweek episode in our Simplicity series. As many of you know, we are in a Sunday series in which we're talking about simplicity, the role that simplicity played in the life of Jesus, the role that it should play in our lives, and the invitation to live an unburdened life characterized by a carefree unconcern for material possessions. But because simplicity is such a massive subject, we decided to add midweek episodes throughout the the series, which are really aimed at getting as practical as possible and hopefully answering a lot of the questions that get raised on Sundays, but that we don't have time to answer. Uh, if you like the theological and big picture stuff, you'll love Sundays. And if you're a doer and down to earth and you're ready to grab hold of simplicity and start today, you're going to love the midweek episodes. Uh, last midweek episode, we talked about practicing the presence of God, which is at the heart of simplicity or why we simplify our lives to begin with. And this week is the first of a series of episodes that's going to get highly practical and answer some basic questions. Uh, how do I minimize my home? What guiding principles should I use? Uh, how can I actually start living this stuff out right now? Uh, that's what we're after today and in the weeks ahead. And uh, as we prog progress, we'll start today with the very first step, which is your closet. But we're going to move from there to uh, sort of room by room guide through your house, uh, sort Sort of spiraling outward through your possessions along the way we'll talk about the toughest areas to minimize and how to tackle those and then from possessions we'll move outward to talk about simplicity of technology and yes that involves your iphone uh, simplicity of schedule what does it look like to practice minimalism with kids, uh, the art of the Sabbath, and a few other related topics as well. So that's what lies ahead. Uh, for today, I want to start at the very beginning, where I started my minimalism journey, where most experts recommend that you start your minimalism journey, and that's the closet your clothes. Uh, most of us have way too many clothes, and yet we aren't really satisfied. We want more clothes. We wish we had different clothes, and we don't even wear most of the clothes that we have. And uh, the closet is an awesome place to start because it's easy, it's energizing, you see immediate results, it affects your day-to-day -day life, you get to enjoy those results every day. And I've found that the closet and the way we relate to clothes is often symbolic or representative of how we relate to everything else. Jesus talked about clothes and our relationship with clothes in the Sermon on the Mount. So this is actually a, a central kind of heart kingdom discipleship issue, which we'll uh, talk about in a few weeks. But here's the bottom line. You probably have too many clothes. I mentioned on Sunday that statistically speaking, most of us wear 20% of our clothes 80% of the time and 80% of our clothes just 20% of the time, which means that in theory, you could get rid of 80% of your clothes today and you'd barely notice. It would hardly affect your day-to-day -day life and what you actually wear. Uh, so here's what I'm proposing. Pull all of your clothes out 
out of your closet, out of your dresser, out from under your bed, all of them. And you're going to hold each item in your hand one by one and ask a series of questions. Uh, do I wear this? Do I enjoy it? Uh, you can ask Marie Kondo's famous, does it spark joy? Uh, do I need this item? Uh, am I holding on to it out of fear for tomorrow or future provision? Am I holding on to this because someone bought it for me and I'll feel guilty if I give it away? Am I holding on to this for sentimental reasons because it reminds me of something from the past? What, why do I have this item? Uh, is it necessary? Do I actually need it? So you'll start asking these guiding questions and you're going to have four piles that you're going to form with your clothes. The first pile is trash. Uh, Goodwill doesn't want that. You don't want that. It's done. Uh, the second pile is a giveaway pile. You can give it to charity, uh, to friends, to family, to anyone who would enjoy it and use it uh, more than you would. Uh, remember that everything that you don't love and use but continue to hold on to is in some sense depriving someone else who might really enjoy it today. So let go of what you clearly don't need or want. Uh, remember the biblical principle that if you have two coats and someone else has none, you can give one away and trust God for that provision. Uh, and I'm not making that a legalistic rule that says you can only have one coat. Uh, I have more than one coat. That's not the point. But if you have 14 coats and you only wear three of them, then it's time to let go. Uh, give it away. That's pile two. Uh, pile three is your keep pile. Uh, I love it. I use it. It sparks joy. It's practical. It's in my 20% that I use 80% of the time. Keep it. Enjoy it. That's great. Uh, and then there's the fourth pile. And the fourth pile is my favorite. If you only pick up one tool for your minimalism journey, it's this. The maybe pile. If you hold an item in your hand and you're not sure whether you want to keep it or give it away, you're undecided, don't let that slow you down. Don't torment yourself over it. Don't overthink it. Don't uh, slow down. Don't get stuck. Just throw it in the maybe box. And the maybe box is huge. It is the greatest single tool that I've discovered in my year of minimizing. Because in the moment, we really aren't sure about a lot of stuff. But here's the trick. You put it in a box and put it out of sight. And you leave it there for a month. And what's remarkable is that over and over again, a month will go by or more and you'll open up the box and what was once hard to part with is all of a sudden easy to part with. It's, it's magical because you open up that box and say, oh wow, like I, I had no idea this stuff was in here. I totally forgot I had this. Uh, or you say, I, I didn't miss this at all. Of course I don't need it. There was never a time in the month that I, I reached for that item and it wasn't there. Uh, and so you'll notice in the overwhelming majority of cases that you never once thought about a single item in your maybe pile.
Uh, the maybe pile is huge. Uh, I would estimate that at least 50% of everything that I've let go of spent time in the maybe box because it allows you to experiment. It allows you to live without something for a trial period, guilt-free, risk-free, and you instantly realize that you don't miss it, that you don't need it, and actually don't want it back. In the vast majority of cases, you'll realize that you get more joy from its absence than you did from its presence. And, and that's shocking, but true. Uh, the, the best way it could possibly improve your life is by disappearing. So, so let it go. And really, the maybe pile is my favorite minimalism trick, but it sits within a larger conversation on experimenting. Make it your goal to live with less and to discover how little you actually need. Uh, remember that Jesus challenged his disciples in this very same way as he sent them out to preach the good news. He challenged them to see how little they actually needed. And this part, in all reality, is really fun. Uh, so come up with experiments. Uh, put half your clothes in the maybe pile and go a month and see what happens. Uh, sell one of your family cars and see what it's like to be a two-vehicle family or a one-vehicle family. Uh, you will thrive in simplicity if you learn how to experiment. Uh, and we'll talk about fasting from food this Sunday and the role that plays in simplicity. Uh, but a lot of people find it incredibly helpful to uh, fast from other things as part of this journey. Uh, what if you didn't buy clothes for 30 days? Uh, or for me, it was Amazon. I had to see if I could go 30 days without buying anything on Amazon. And it totally changed the way I spend my money. It broke my addiction to Amazon purchases. Uh, some people have experimented uh, by only buying groceries for 30 days. Uh, or there was another minimalist couple I read about who actually decided not to buy groceries for 30 days and just lived off of all the food that was already in their house. And it forever changed the way that they buy groceries. Uh, there are endless experiments to be done here with clothes, food, housing, cars, transportation, whatever it is. Experiments will help you break out of old molds and habits and even old addictions, but make it fun and start to learn what you actually need and what you don't, because odds are the more you eliminate, the happier you will be. Uh, but back to close. Okay, so whether we realize it or not, most of us suffer from choice fatigue. There are so many options and so many choices for every decision all throughout our day that it adds stress to our lives. And for most of us, that stress actually starts when we wake up in the morning and look in our closet because instantly you're faced with clutter and an overcrowded space with too many options. Uh, what should I wear? I have 200 choices and somehow I feel paralyzed. Uh, and in the midst of it, I feel like I have nothing to wear. Uh, we, we haven't even made it to the shower or our coffee and we're already stressed out. Uh, eliminate that. Bringing simplicity uh, to your closet is going to do all sorts of things for you. Uh, one is that the less choices you have, the less stressed you will feel. 
It brings a sense of simplicity and contentment and peace. Uh, I got rid of 80 to 90% of my clothes and I love my closet. It's organized, it's clean. I have very few choices, uh, which is actually very life-giving. It's surprisingly energizing. And uh, I'm actually trending toward the direction of a uniform, uh, which is basically wearing the same thing every day. Uh, and it's awesome. Uh, right now, I have uh, two black t-shirts and two white ones. And when the white ones wear out, I'll probably buy one or two more uh, new black t-shirts to replace them with. And that's it. Uh, every day is simple. It's easy. Uh, it's amazing uh, how energizing and empowering my mornings are. I only have what I love and I don't have to dig past 30 other t-shirts to find the ones that I like, uh, which is what we all do anyhow. Uh, it's, it's just one less decision that I have to wrestle with each morning. And I think it was uh, Joshua Becker who pointed out that our childhood heroes wear the same thing every day. Uh, and that's actually a comforting and empowering thing uh, for most people. Uh, and by the way, uh, this uh, works for women as well as men. And there are some great articles on women who uh, chose to go with the uniform and they love it, meaning that they have their favorite jeans and their favorite black turtleneck or whatever it is. And they just buy a few copies of each and that's it. And they found that very empowering. And I know that women face different fashion pressures and hear even more intense sort of propaganda around clothing than men do. Uh, but I also imagine that it's even more freeing for women feeling that pressure to escape from it. Uh, so there you go. Uh, a couple of tricks you can use when tackling your closet. Uh, I would start by putting all your clothes in one place. So if your clothes are scattered across several closets and two drawers or dressers or whatever, uh, bring it all together so you can actually see what you have uh, and how much you have all in one place. Uh, some people start tackling their closet uh, by turning all of their hangers backwards and then only putting the hanger right again after they've worn that piece of clothing. And that's one sort of fun and easy way to start tracking what you actually wear and what just sits in your closet because you think you wear it uh, when you actually don't. Uh, one of my favorite uh, minimalism stories is Ryan from The Minimalists, who started his journey by boxing up literally everything in his entire three-bedroom condo and then only unboxing something when he needed it. And weeks later, most of his stuff was still in boxes and he realized, wow, I don't actually need all of this stuff. And, and I thought that I did. So um, try whatever method is going to work for you. Uh, my personal sort of basic rule of thumb is that if I haven't used something in the house or worn something in a year, then I don't need it. Uh, that was true of my acoustic guitar. That was true of the snowboard I hadn't ridden in five years. It was true of a bunch of my clothes as well. Uh, I was just holding on to stuff because I used to love it or use it, or I was worried that I might need it again someday. Uh, forget about that. Let it go. Let someone else have it and use it and trust in God's provision. Uh, look at the birds of the air. They don't stow away in barns. They don't hoard stuff for years in advance just in case. Uh, why should you? 
that God cares more for you than he does for the birds. So that's some basic advice in getting started. Head to your closet, make four piles, uh, trash, give away, keep, and the all-important maybe pile. And I'd encourage you to start with what's easy. Uh, you don't have to gut your closet in one go. I still have clothes slowly trickling out the door, and I've been at it for a year, experimenting with what I need and what I don't need. Uh, but just get started and get something going. And odds are that once things start heading out the door, you'll sense the difficulty of releasing the first items, followed by the rush of a, a less cluttered life, uh, the benefit given to those who inherited your clothes and a closet that's a little lighter, a little more energizing and a little less stressful. And you'll realize really quickly that you don't miss the things that you gave away. And that was a significant moment for me. Uh, I don't miss them. And within a few months, I don't even remember what I had or what I gave. Uh, they seem so important when I held them in my hands. But after they left, I never thought about them again. And all of a sudden, you get this rush of realizing how little you need and how much better it is to have less. And then you'll probably do another round and experience more and do another round and experience more. Uh, I've revisited my closet probably 20 times over the last year. And each time something new stands out. Oh, wait a second. I thought I needed this. I thought I needed to hold on to it, but I don't actually need this. And out it goes. Uh, but it was a process for me. It is a process for everyone. And it does take time. So just uh, start the journey and see what happens. I've arrived at this place of having 20% of my clothes left uh, or less and valuing every piece and yet feeling strangely detached as well. I feel as if I love my clothes more than ever. I appreciate and enjoy them more than I did. I am more satisfied. And in the same breath, I could give the remaining 20% away with greater ease than I would have imagined uh, because clothes have, in some sense, lost their grip on me. I no longer think that I need more and more and more. In fact, I genuinely love having less. Uh, I didn't buy any clothes in 2020, not out of legalism or obligation or some solemn vow that I'd made, uh, but because I genuinely had no desire. I had gift cards to my some of my favorite clothing companies. I could have purchased clothes for free and I still had no desire to get anything. I just felt uh, liberated, satisfied, uh, full. Uh, now, at some point in 2021, I will probably buy a few items. Uh, I might get a second pair of jeans, uh, maybe a few black t-shirts, uh, but I'm in no rush to get them. And because there's plenty of room in my clothing budget, I can buy high quality, sustainably made clothes, uh, organic cotton, fair trade, living wages for the garment workers who are most of the world's poor, uh, less pollution into the air and water, again, mostly in poor countries 
and they're way higher quality than the cheap clothes I used to buy. They feel great to wear. They'll last for years and years. And as a result, I have uh, more high quality clothes and more in and more money left in my clothing budget than I ever had before. And every year or two, I might replace or supplement a few items as I go, but sustainably made clothes are usually higher quality. They feel great to wear and they last longer. So you'll save money uh, over time. So if someone wants one of my t-shirts, I can happily give it away and afford to replace it again if I feel like I need to. Uh, and this whole uh, pattern, this this stepping into simplicity, I've found that it's better for me. Uh, it's better for garment workers. It's better for the planet. And I'm free from the enslaving desire to always have more. Uh, if you take this journey, if you tackle your closet, odds are you'll end up with less clothes, less stress, more satisfaction, and less desire to keep buying more and more clothes. And all of those are in line with the teachings of Jesus, and all of them bring freedom and joy into your life. Half my clothes are being worn by homeless youth uh, all over Spokane, and I have extra money in the clothing budget that I never had before, and I'm finally free from that never-ending desire for more. I have enough. I'm, I'm good. I'm good to go. And as peace descends on your closet, you'll start to see the benefits of minimalism and you'll probably want to repeat the process in other closets, in other rooms, all around the house, which is what we'll talk about next week in our midweek episode and in the weeks ahead. Uh, until then, I'd encourage you to take on your closet, start with the easiest pieces. I've already receiving uh, pictures and text messages from some of you in the community who started immediately after the teaching this Sunday. Uh, I'm so excited about that, but for everybody, uh, go to your closet, get started somewhere, and, and then begin building from there. So blessings on your journey, grace and peace, and we'll see you on Sunday. Thank you.